0: on everybody welcome to the dissect that film podcast where we dissect your favorite films film franchises and tv today on episode 90 of the podcast we are talking about the 2022 mega hit getting the movie getting all the accolades right now the wild everything everywhere all at once i'm your host brett parker joining me as always the wonderful dan and angela of dna gaming And joining us is a legend of the podcasting world, the host of Two P's on a Podcast, friend of the show, Gerald.
1: Welcome. Right, you're so sweet, man. <laughs> uh, what'd you say? Le- what'd you say, legend of podcasting? I don't legend think of the podcasting this, world. <laughs> I don't know if that, you know, doing this forever it equals legend, but I really appreciate it, man. You're a uh, legend. You're one of my on favorites, eyes. dude, and I'm happy to finally be on the show.
0: Well, we are happy to finally have you here, and uh, thank you for. I mean, we've been letting guests pick the movies, and it's been and it's been an experience. We've had some really fun ones. We've had some ones that have just my. Uh, we've had some mindbenders, and this is in the mind benders category. But I personally love this movie, so thank you for choosing this because it's always fun when sure, Dan man. and Angela get to experience something for the first time. Yeah, getting to hear their reactions to it.
1: Yes. Well, well, I was going to ask it. Had you seen it before doing it for the episode or not? No. This is the first time. <laughs>
0: this falls uh, this outside from the field. Sure, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah that, to be honest, I think the majority, a lot of the movies that we've covered on the show are first-time watches for A lot for Angela. But a lot for both of them as well. So it's it's always yeah. it's always fun when we get to experience these things for the first time but be yeah I'd
1: interested to see what they think specifically then because obviously they're hearing all the hoopla about it i would imagine and the awards recognition so they're kind of coming to it late first time watch mm-hmm. after kind of having all that hype built up so it'll be interesting to see because when i saw it i mean i didn't even know what the hell it was like i'd never even really heard anything about it at all except that it was a24 which is the studio i am usually a fanboy for so yeah um but yeah, I'd be, I'm interested to hear their take on it for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. What well, let's uh we always like to ask why did you pick this movie?
1: Well, how fitting. <laughs> We're recording on the day the Academy Award nominations came out and it got 11 of them, which is a lot. Um, uh, 11 out of 23 categories that got nominated for. There was even a couple that they probably should have been in like visual effects that they didn't make. But This movie, just like I said, I didn't know anything about it when I saw it back in like April or May or whatever it was. And it just really just took me by surprise because A24 is a studio that does all these really cool indies. And like these kind of like, quote unquote, elevated horror indie films and really weird kind of creepy stuff, which I love all of that stuff. There's very few projects that have come from A24 that I haven't enjoyed. But then you have this movie, Everything Everywhere, was like a little bit of that stuff in there but it's just such a grandiose story that it's a multiverse story it's just crazy like i said the effects are awesome the acting is all top tier i mean Jamie Lee Curtis got nominated for this today uh, this got four lead acting nominations today it's just it's everybody's on their a game the daniel's the two directors that made this movie is such a visionary and like visual story And it's really emotional. It's got a lot of great action in it, choreography, comedy. Like, it's a really funny movie. And it's, you know, I I love a movie called Bones and All, too. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one. But aside from that, this is probably my favorite movie of 2022. Uh, I absolutely champion this film. I love it. And I think it's great that we're recording it today because everything it got nominated for, I think, is so well-deserved.
0: Well, I guess I don't need to ask you what you thought of this movie cuz you pretty much answered that question. <laughs> yeah, he just I mean like sorry. Sorry. Before, getting ahead, my bad. <laughs> before we jump over to Dan and Angela's uh, opinion on this, uh Jared, t- talk to us a little bit about your uh your little podcast over there. 2P's on a sure, podcast. Man, so-
1: yeah, dude, that's it. It's two P's. You know, it was two P's in its beginning stages, me and my buddy Andy, and he left me to do real-world things, work in hospitals and all kinds of He has a life. I don't get the guy, but he kind of <laughs> left me out there on the island, so I said, well, you know what? I'm still one of the peas, and my other P's just going to be my guest every week, so I have a different guest host each week. Brett's been on recently, actually, and we talked about Steven Spielberg. We'd love to have you guys on, Dan and Angela, if you guys are into it as well, and we have a different guest every week, and we just give a top five. Uh, countdown so we just pick a subject and we list our top fives respectively in whatever the category is like I said when Brett came on we did our favorite Spielberg movies which was a lot of fun so that's pretty much it and then I have a YouTube channel that I'm really trying to dedicate a lot more time to and uh, that's where a lot of my content goes it's kind of not top fives it's like you know movie reviews trailer reactions um, just obviously the Oscar stuff I talk about on my YouTube channel Um, so yeah that's pretty much it for me man
0: Alrighty. Awesome. And, uh, we'll say it now, all of the links to, uh, Two Peas on a Podcast will be down in the show notes, aka uh, the description of the video. All right, back to this movie. Let's get the view from Dan and Angela. What did you think of this wild ride? You have to go first. You have to.
2: Oh, are you going to follow up with something grand? No, you just have to go (laughs) first. Um, honestly I hadn't heard any I, I didn't even know what this movie was going into it I'd never heard of it I didn't look into it I like going into a lot of the movies that I've never seen before not knowing anything about it um, I like seeing Jamie Lee Curtis in it she did great all the acting was uh, great the different universes were definitely uh, something Yeah, I know. There's a few times. There's a few scenes. I was like, I just can't take this seriously. I know it's supposed to be a serious scene, but I'm like, the hot dog fingers. I'm sorry. Mm. That just. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) A few times, we we looked at each other a few times, and we're like, yeah. (laughs) But getting to oh, I forgot my stuff.
3: Go get it in a minute. Just, just go get it in a minute. You have to. You have to get. It. It's relevant. You have to do it.
2: Something relevant that was supposed to be sitting here. Um, but as it got further into the movie, I was just like, I was over here doing stuff over here, and then I just stopped doing what I was doing just to watch it because I was so into it. It was great. Loved it.
3: Awesome. All right. Good. I'm glad. Hopefully, nobody was really looking forward to what I have to say about the movie. So <laughs> we always look forward
0: to what you have to say, Dan.
3: Down here, just so everybody knows, uh, let's start with the good stuff first. Yes, the acting was great. And I must come out and say, I have no sentimentality for the Indiana Jones franchise. So I'm not going to even re- remotely attempt to pronounce his name, but he was fucking awesome in this movie. I actually liked all the acting in this movie, it was all really good. Uh, even uh, random side characters, even characters that were just there for fighting and physical acting. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, I liked portions of the story, uh, but as as a whole, I thought it was a good movie. That just is not a movie for me, not remotely. Uh, I, I found some of it funny. I think there was parts of it that were supposed to be funny for me that I just, as ridiculous and over-the-top as I could be, I just thought were too ridiculous and over-the-top for me. Uh, we'll get talking as we go through the film. Uh, the effects were good. I like the fight choreography. Uh, I have a particular scene that I really, really enjoyed in the movie that we'll talk about later when we, when we get to that point. And uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know what else to say without being the, the odd person out. But like going into it, I, I knew this movie was getting accolades. I knew it was a multiversal film That was about it. Uh, I'm, I'm not really a. I don't really. I'm not really an artsy or like. Oscar nominated, like the movies got all the Oscars. It just, those aren't the movies for me. I'm usually, usually use film as a form of escapism. I don't really, I'm not into melodrama, uh, family problems, stuff like that. I don't really care for a lot of that in a movie. Enough of that shit in my family growing up. I don't really, it's, it's not a like, oh, let's go find that. That's what I want to watch. It's just not my thing. So, but there was stuff in this movie I
1: did like, but it just wasn't, again, it's just not for me. I appreciate that perspective, actually, and I, I kind of think that might be, on the flip side, one of the reasons I really love this movie, because kind of like what I mentioned before with A24, and specifically the studio, it, it is a lot of that indie family drama, kind of like mm-hmm. trying to make you cry bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. And truth be told, a lot of that stuff I enjoy, but in this movie, you have those elements, especially with Evelyn and her daughter, right, but... I don't know. It kind of is mass behind all of this, like really cool action and and choreography and visual effects. And I don't know. It's a little bit of both, I think, which is why I would have liked. I, I wish you would have connected to it a little bit more, knowing that you like some of the probably half of this movie you probably really enjoy, and the other half you could probably take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, but I but I I've heard that take before, and I kind of appreciate the perspective, and I know where you're coming from.
3: Yeah, and and I'm I'm glad to hear. 'Cause like I'm sure you've listened to our show before and we have guests. I I don't like bullshitting people. Like I don't like something, I just <laughs> sure. don't like it. Uh, I will tell you I probably will never watch this movie again. It's not my thing, but I did enjoy again. You good? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Making hand gestures over here.
2: I not uh, watch it. I said I will.
3: That's fine, by all means. I ain't gonna stop you. But uh it, it's it's just but anyway, yes. Whatever. I lost my train of thought. I got it's not distracted. Time, no, it's not, no, it's not your fault. It's just how I am. I've seen a shiny light and I went for it. And, uh, but I do appreciate <laughs> You're
0: like the bug I in a bug's life.
3: It. I am. i Can't help, it. Can't help uh, it. But I do appreciate the offer for us to come on. This show. Yeah, I man. want to say that I meant earlier, but I missed
0: it. And I can't yeah, wait to, to hear what top five list you guys are going to do because it's no, going be, to be so good.
1: Hearing what Dan said, I got to, I got to. I don't know. We got to think of something, something there for sure. I, like, I, I do all my wh- horror episodes in October, but I'm sure we could come up with something fun. I do shit to you. I watch shit to your movies, so like that's just where I'm at. I love that stuff too, man. I really do.
0: Alright. Dan, is that Brett? all? You got more? <laughs> uh, that's,
1: that's
0: it. I was, uh, stated this before we even started recording. The first time I ever saw this movie was on a flight to Disney. Uh, I needed to pass the time and you know, people all over Twitter were talking about this movie. And I was like, well, why not? I'll just give it a go. Boy, was it a very uncomfortable movie to watch on a flight, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was wacky. A lot of moments where I'm just in my head going, what the fuck is going on here? But the performances are top notch. Uh, Michelle, yo, is so good. And everything she does, uh, seeing Kiku Kwan, I probably mispronounced the name. I hope it sounded, I hope I got close. Uh, I mean, he's my childhood, you know, watching growing up with Indiana Jones, you know, his very first movie was Temple of Doom, and then he would go on to be Data in the Goonies, which is another childhood favorite of mine. And uh, and to be honest, I I think it was one of those things where you d- you forget that he just stopped acting for a while. And this is like his first role in 20 years, and he just picks it back up and it, the, the performance of his career like it. It's so good. And. All the even the side characters like you said, like Jamie Lee Curtis was nominated for an Oscar in a role. She was in for maybe a total of 10, 15 minutes in total of the whole movie. Like she wasn't in it. She was in it for a good amount of time. But like just the fact that her role being so small, she was so good in it to get nominated. Like it just shows how well even these side characters were doing like Jenny Slate's in there. Like, yeah, I know, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> and the weirdest yeah. role. And um, of course the legend James Hong, who is just another comedic genius. Yeah. And I think he's like, what is he? He's gotta be in his nineties or something, right?
1: Yeah, he's gotta be pretty yeah. And he's I, I still oh, at least ninety.
0: He's still top notch. And yeah. uh Stephanie Shu is the scene stealer. And I as much as Michelle Yo is, is 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 amazing, Stephanie Shu. Every scene she's in between the two characters that she plays, or I would say, I should say the multiple characters she plays just mm-hmm. amazing. And to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen anything. I know that she's been acting for a bit, but I've never seen anything with her. And so I'm not, I wasn't familiar with her. And I remember seeing the movie and going, who is this? She's so good. Yeah,
1: this is definitely her breakout for sure. I mean, she's done some like rom coms and stuff, but I mean, this is her breakout, man. I mean, and Now that she's getting nominated, and a lot of people actually didn't know if it was going to happen, and it did, and with Jamie Lee in the same category, mm-hmm. and um, I, I don't know, I just I love it so much. I'm so happy for her. And Michelle Yeoh has been, I mean, she's been at this game for like 30 years, bro. She's, yeah, like, doing old kung fu cinema and like martial arts stuff, and just has really had to really like had to grind it out, you know. And I think when her and Kihi Kwan and Stephanie Chu and those actors took this role, you know, last year or whenever, you know, it was announced and they signed on to do it. I don't think they thought like, oh yeah, we're going to get, you know, we're going to have our lives blown up. So I'm just so happy that such a small kind of production turned them into the I think they're going to be superstars going forward. So Oh yeah. I Absolutely. think it's awesome.
0: It it's just wild to think that we are at a time where Kwa got nominated for best supporting actor in the same year that Steven Spielberg, the guy who gave him his first job is also nominated for best director for the Fablemans. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's wild. And then you have Michelle Yeoh and Brendan Fraser who are in the really just not well liked third mummy movie together. They reunite. Oh yeah. It's so, it's so great. It's, it's hilarious. Oh, and, uh, and Kiku Kwan and Brendan Fraser were, uh, they acted alongside each other in Encino man back in the early nineties. So, you know, I got a lot of right. like, people reuniting for the Oscars this year. It's, it's
1: awesome. Yeah, when when, Ki- when Kihi Kwan thanked Spielberg in his speech, oh, uh, so. I think it was at the Globes. The that Gold was amazing. Globes, dude, I cried immediately. Like, I was immediately just like, oh, my God. Because it was the first award of the night. And I was watching it with my nine year old because, I mean, it started at like 8 p.m. or whatever. And uh, my son's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's really <laughs> emotional, you know. Um, But yeah, you're right. I mean, seeing him as literally a child, like Mm -hmm. eight years old or whatever it was, and being that age and going through that with him, you know, the Goonies, Indiana Jones, that stuff. And then fast forward to now as an adult, he's an adult, you know, it's like we literally went through this together. I mean, we didn't, but, you know, kind of in the back of my mind is what I'm thinking. Um, it's just a really cool story it's a really feel good story regardless of what you think of the movie you know just that mm-hmm. they're able to kind of get these accolades this late in their life in their
0: career the, the visual effects like are in my eyes they're amazing for w- the little amount of people that they had actually doing it it was a total of nine people who did the visual effects on this movie and none of them went to school for it it was all self taught oh, wow. and, and the directors were part of that team the like they helped create the visual effects. Like they were so involved in this movie. This was only their second film. Their first film was Swiss Army Man, which was the weird movie with Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano, where Daniel Radcliffe just was a corpse that Paul Dano got to like hang out with on an island. Like, like these guys don't make just no I would I mean, in normal air quotes shit. normal movies. They, right. they make some weird shit. And you know what? I'm I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah the directors were Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert or mm-hmm. the Daniels as they're always announced this movie had a budget of 25 million dollars which is I'm like that's it like this this is a movie you look at it's got to be close to 100 and it's it's just crazy what they can do with I mean, 25 million dollars is a lot of money but for what they did in this movie it just doesn't seem like how how did they do it? It's it's insane.
3: I just it seemed like a really resourceful film to me, mm-hmm. because in my eyes, again, I'm not as knowledgeable as everybody here as far as some uh, the actors here, but a lot of these actors I personally didn't recognize a lot of them. like the main cast, yes, but some of the other ones. So obviously, not a lot of their budget went there. No offense to them, but I understand their, mm-hmm. you know desirability, more money, blah 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 blah. But I thought they were really sparse with the use of digital effects where they needed to be.
2: But even... I
3: think they did it very frugally and they made it look
0: good.
2: All the um, costuming was like, you would assume that it would be cost a lot just from, especially like toward the end. Right. Like, it was very, very detailed.
1: Well, you know, when you do these multiverse, to y'all's point too, I mean, when you do these multiverse films, I mean, Not that there's a ton of live action ones, but when they are, I mean, they're different universes. So everything's going to look a little bit different, but still have a familiarity to it. And that's where it gets challenging. And they did get nominated for stuff like that for costumes and production design and that kind of thing. Because it's so intricate because you're not creating like this one setting where, you know, you have to create seven or eight or ten or however many different universes you're trying to go into. I agree with you. I think it just, it really speaks on many levels to the craft of filmmaking too. And to Brett's point, the fact that the filmmakers were involved in the kind of lower end stuff of the production and they weren't just in the director's chair, like somebody like Cameron or Spielberg. I mean, they're not going to touch a freaking editing wheel. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A filmmaker I love is Ty West. You know, he did the house of the devil. He just did Pearl and X this year. I mean, he edits his own films. Guys, insane. I'm like, Dude, you're a freaking millionaire. Like you could hire a team of editors and you would never have to do, ever do that. But he wants to have control of his, of his movies and they come out looking the way that he wants them to look. Um, and I just give that as a kind of a comparison. I think the Daniels are on that same plane where they just do really take ownership of their art. you know. And I think I really applaud that.
0: So this... So as I said, it had a $25 million budget. It made $104 million at the box office. So about four times its budget, so pretty good. Pretty good uh, outcome mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. As Gerald said, it's now nominated for 11 Oscars, which is insane. And uh, did you know the Russos were actually involved in this movie? The directors behind Avengers? Uh, the last two Avengers movies?
1: Okay. I feel like I'd heard that at some point, but I don't uh, remember the details.
0: I, I think it was just mostly like, we need a bigger, we need some bigger names on this to kind of get people maybe to give us the money we need to make this movie. So they Mm -hmm. got detached and it was just kind of more of a financial thing. I mean, I don't know exactly if that was what went on, but also, I mean, they got some big stars in this movie, like Michelle. Yo, she ain't, she's been around, like you said, for 30 years. She's been doing stuff since, I mean, I know like her biggest, one of her biggest roles is like hidden, uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. I mean, she was in um oh uh Shang is it uh, Chi last year. I mean that's not like one of her biggest mm-hmm. bigger roles, but she she's in a lot of stuff and she's good in everything. Stephanie, like we said, Stephanie.
1: Crazy Asians a few years ago. Oh, that's so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah, this cast is just is amazing. Even those side characters, they don't even have names. It's just like security guard or <laughs> <laughs> or just like it's just those random people you're like wow all right like the dude in like there's the guy who is i kind of hitting on evelyn he's like the older guy. He's like oh yes my yeah. wife used to wear that perfume oh right yeah do you want to know what that guy's name is yeah i
2: looked that up i was oh like oh my
0: god it's hilarious <laughs> what
2: did his parents do that to-
0: <laughs> His name is biff whiff
1: oh wow i didn't even i never heard that before wow yeah
0: and yeah. <laughs> i was like punch my mic uh Jenny Slate's character is named Big Nose. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm.
3: I, could, I could connect to that one. I was like, yes.
2: yes. I love the Alpha <laughs> Jumpers uh, trophy and bigger trophy.
0: Sorry. Oh, yeah. We'll <laughs> get to that part. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. We will. I just
2: love how they're credited. And <gasps>
0: Jamie Lee Curtis's name is the best because yes. I did not know her last name. It's it's Deidre and her last name is Bobidra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good.
1: So they're just that's they're good. just having fun with us, you know. Which oh, is absolutely. Great. The subtitles
3: we had going while we were watching this fucked me up so much while we were watching this movie because of her name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, because uh, it was like donut donut head. bagel, or bagel no, face. Was,
3: no, no, mine was babe. ours just said bagel Deidre I was like,
0: Oh God. yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. was
3: first, we didn't this is early in the middle, like Person
2: in the
3: same angle like
0: what the fuck's going on? What is this? Uh, she's so good. She she goes all out there. She's like you know what? I know everybody wasn't a fan of Halloween ends, so I got to make sure I put a, a real great performance out there for everyone who so everyone will forget about Halloween. And sorry, Gerald, I don't remember if you've if stated, if you like that movie well, or not, but, uh,
1: <laughs> I, it disappointed me as a Halloween fan. It's my favorite horror franchise, but I tell you what, she fucking kicked ass in it. Lord she did. I, all time. Just God Jamie damn, Lee Curtis. On earth. Yeah. Uh, so she was really good in Gordon Green's trilogy as a whole. Like I thought she did a really, really good job. And honestly, if, and I know you guys aren't necessarily Oscar buffs or whatever, but had that movie been a little more well-received, I think her performance in Halloween ends is stronger than this one from an acting perspective.
0: Hmm.
1: Obviously this movie is better in my opinion. Of course it's all opinion, but her performance in Halloween ends was pretty great. I thought,
3: I don't think you're wrong in that assessment, but carry on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I love that. I, this is just a character that I've really, I don't think we've ever seen from her. Like just true. This exact character and what she does with it is something complete, like, I mean, she's done some some crazy roles in her life, but this is just wild. She just goes all out, and she, tra- like, Jamie Lee Curtis is 64 years old, and she is still gorgeous, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna transform into something that no one's gonna expect. And they're like, damn, Jamie, she's so good. <laughs>
1: just hamming it up, man, hamming it up.
0: Alright, well, I'm not gonna I mean this movie has been talked about to death last year, so I'm not gonna go into i don't I'm not gonna go into any of the behind the scenes stuff. There's plenty of podcasts and you know Gerald's covered this movie a lot, and other podcasts have covered this movie a lot. We're just gonna go through the plot as best as my notes. Let me Gerald, you just hop in whenever you want to say something. you do not need okay. to ask permission, just start talking and we're gonna start talking about this crazy ass plot. so here we go can
2: so, i can I take one second? Before yeah. you start that, go
0: go 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 go. Oh yeah, she needs to get her prop.
3: prop <laughs> it's right? yeah, yeah, a prop, right? That's a prop, dude.
0: Yes.
2: I know nobody's all gonna right. see this, but
0: is that just a thing of googly eyes?
2: No. Oh, I should. Have oh, it's bagel that. seasoning. <laughs> bagel
0: seasoning. I
1: was
0: it's gonna buy some googly eyes seasoning. and just paste them all over me, but hey, I was. Are too you? Uh,
1: you guys are on Letterboxd, right, Brett? I think you. I are. am. Yeah. Did I you know I- that? Did you know they use the googly eyes yes. for this movie specifically on Letterbox?
3: It's What's it's fantastic. Idea? Yeah, I need to keep up with that. I was like, I'm gonna do it. And keep track of the movies I watch because I never remember. And I'm like,
0: I'm pretty proud of myself. I've watched 21 movies already this year. Mm. Some of them I've already two I've two seen two before, two. but 21 total. Oh, okay. I don't I'm know like, how to break. How do you break ones. it down to like new watches? Uh, you can filter it out. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Letterboxd I mean, it might be so...
1: on the desktop only though, but you can oh. filter it. I don't even think I've ever used
0: them. <laughs> All right. I'm out of shape. So here we Shouldn't go.
2: Do
0: that. <laughs> Just here panting the whole time.
2: <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I'm trying not to.
0: <laughs> so this movie opens up to a a shot of a mirror, and it's our our main family having a good time singing some karaoke, but then it switches up to what we believe is reality, what is actually going on with this family, and this is the Wang family, and um at first. Uh, so is are they technically getting audited to get yes. a a new business license is that the whole thing?
1: I think they're just getting I, audited. I think they're just it's just going through an audit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think she tells her dad that too.
0: Oh, so that he doesn't, yeah. you know, continue to yeah. tell her she's a failure. Mm-hmm. Oh God, Her dad sucks. Um but yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, getting audited is just awful. It just it, it was giving me anxiety seeing all those receipts on the table and she's just going through I'm like I don't I, I would lose my mind. I, yeah. Horrible. Yeah, yeah I hard.
1: used to have. I used to have my own business, and I used to fear, like, please God, don't on some plane let me in some universe. <laughs> yes, let me be audited by the IRS. Please. <sighs> uh, I mean, I tried to keep up with my stuff electronically for the most part, but yeah, it's always one of those things when you have a business that you're just like fearful of because it's got to be a nightmare. Oh yeah,
0: so you're like you got to save every single receipt for everything. And you're like, oh no. Ugh. I, yeah. It's the worst. So, Evelyn, you know, she's stressing out. This is this is going to be stressful for anybody. And, of course, she's doing, like, 12 things at once. Her husband, Waymond, which is a great name, is, you know, he's the happy-go-lucky husband who's trying to see the positives and things, and he's trying to connect with his wife more, but it just isn't working out well. The father-in-law's there, Gong Gong, and he's very demanding he's it, you you find out that he is just he's the worst he treats his daughter like garbage she pretty much treats her like a complete failure and it sucks for her having to deal with that and you find out that because of the disconnect between Waymond and Evelyn he is trying to file for a divorce or at least he's trying to talk to her first to try to get her to you know see if they can fix it cuz i don't cuz and it, he doesn't really want it, but he just feels at the, at this point in, in life, it's probably the best, the best thing for him. And guess what? Joy shows up the daughter with her girlfriend, Becky and Evelyn. It's weird. Cause at first you don't think Evelyn is totally on board with her being gay. And there's actually moments where like, she's like, no, of course I, 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 I don't care. And then there's like, well, why do you have to be that? Like, it's it's always like conflict with Evelyn on whether or not she accepts her. And she can't tell her father. She pretty much introduces Becky as just a a good friend. And it's just it's heartbreaking.
1: There's a subcontext there. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not Asian, but there's a subcontext there for like Asian culture. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, what's you know, what's allowed and what's, you know, kind of taboo uh, among families that are old school. And there's a lot of that kind of built into the plot here. I'm assuming Daniel Kwan, one of the filmmakers, had a lot to do with that, because obviously he is of that descent. So you can kind of see some of that commentary in there that if you were, you know, in Asian culture, you would be able to connect to that a lot more than some, you know, like we probably do. But I think that a lot of that was built in there because that is faced every day by young people in that culture and in that society, you know? so. I applaud it for that reason.
0: Yes. So as you um, actually speaking to that, uh, I saw an interview with Daniel Kwan where he, he was talking about when he submitted the script for this, he, he got a couple like things of feedback about like, so you're pretty much going to be, make a stereotypical, stereotypical, like Asian life story where like, this is common for, for a lot of uh, films about, you know, the Asian American life And he's like, well, yeah, I lived it. And so when he got those notes, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go even harder on it. I'm not even going to back off it. I'm just going to go even deeper into it because, you know, this is what I experienced. I mean, traveling the multiverse, not so much, but the normal things. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I love that little touch. I really do. Because this is a very fantastical, like kind of out off the wall movie, you know? Oh, yeah. We're talking about hot dog fingers and all the other shit. But it's like it's grounded when you bring those kind of like everyday, simple cultural things to the story. Um, so I really like that aspect of it because it's really kind of two different movies happening within the same production, you know mm-hmm. uh, You have this kind of like Asian family going through their stuff, and then you have all the like fantastical multiverse stuff that's going on at the same time. so um I think it's really cool that he was able to incorporate that.
0: Absolutely. so yeah, you you get the whole term you see that the that Evelyn and Joy have a very strained relationship you know Joy just n- doesn't seem like she wants to be there she's only there because Evelyn is throwing a Chinese New Year party and yeah she just she just kind of wants to escape it all she just wants to kind of get away from her family start something new she's with Becky trying to create this new life and Becky's that like very supportive girlfriend who's just like no, no, you know, I want to meet your family. I want everything to be good and dandy. But Joyce, like, it's just it's like there's literally a scene where they're in their kitchen. They go upstairs. They're in the kitchen. And they're, you know, Evelyn's doing four different things. And she pretty much is like telling her, like, she can leave. But, like, trying not to be a complete bitch about it. But, like, she's like, you know, she can go whenever she wants. And it's like, well, I don't want her to leave. Like, I'm so confused. And of course, Waymond is just happy. He's just happy. Joy's there. He's happy about everything. He's just, just not, you know, he's it seems like he only gets upset when Evelyn says something that he doesn't like. And it's mostly like he, he turns into like a sad child. Instead of being like, you know, what you would say is like an, an atypical man. Like, what should a man do in this situation? Like he's he's, you know, putting out a genuine emotions for the situations he's put in, so Joy continues to try to tell her mom stuff. She's not listening. You have the whole thing where uh, they're trying to find the laundry in the in the uh, downstairs in the laundry mat. But they, but it's like, oh, well, we ran out of room. so we put some upstairs. And this is where you start seeing the googly eyes. They're like starting to mm-hmm. be placed in random spots. Like she takes some off of the the dryer, and she's like, what the hell is this? There's some on the bags. And this is where you meet Rick, who's the uh, I I think he's just the old guy who just likes to hang out at the laundromat and he likes to hit on Evelyn, you know, telling her that she smells good because he smells she smells like his wife or how his wife smelled. And this is when they go back upstairs and you actually see on the security cameras that Wayman is talking to Rick and then Wayman like bows his head and then like turns into somebody completely different. He starts doing parkour all through the the laundromat, but no one sees it but the audience, which is great because Evelyn and Joy are having their conversation.
1: So I was curious what Dan and Angela thought of that when they saw that for the first time because that kind of fucked with me a little bit because I was kind of like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, what the fuck is (laughs) happening? Uh, Again, I didn't know anything about this when I saw it, so it kind of took me by surprise. I'm curious what y'all thought when you saw him kind of doing the backflips and shit on the security cameras.
2: We because we were watching, and I'm I'm just watching them talk, and I'm seeing stuff out. Of, you know, you you see stuff, and I'm like, did he just? And I'm like, yeah, he did. I'm just
3: like, yep. <laughs> here we That's go. That's that just happened. <laughs> so that, let's see what's going
0: on here. The funniest thing is there's a guy folding laundry at the table, and he like co- slides across the table and is like doing things, and the guy's just like, what the yeah? yeah. What the yeah. hell was that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you doing? And this is when Evelyn, you know, this is where she starts like having slight fantasies about like what her life could have been. It's like you get kind of like glimpses. You don't get any full pictures, but it's definitely like, oh, things could have been very different for me. And this is when Joy kind of drops the bomb that she's thinking about leaving, like she's going to leave forever. Like she's just she's done with all the, the bullshit with with her. You know, she she feels she could never have that relationship she wanted with her mom. Especially where she feels she's not being accepted by her mom. So she's like, you know what? Me and Becky are just going to go. And that's that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this, and then this was when you get the the interaction that, you know, Gong Gong comes down. And he, you know, this is... And then, you know, he's looking for his noodles. And then he meets Becky. And Evelyn um introduces her as her friend. And that pisses Joy off. Yeah. And I love when... Well, <laughs> Oh, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, you can see just kind of like when he comes downstairs there, it's all about the acceptance of like the older generation, you know? It's like, because Evelyn is giving a different type of commentary when she's just kind of in the hustle and bustle of the laundromat and they're kind of, you know, talking about it on the fly. Not necessarily like, you know, I'm happy for you, but somewhat of a level of acceptance about the situation. But then as soon as her dad's there in the picture, it's a whole different thing. You know, it's like we have to appease the older crowd. So, uh, again, Asian culture kind of creeping in there a little bit from what I've been told. But I think that's also a familial thing if, you know, the older generations that are still around, that could very easily still exist because they have an old school of thought. Do you know what I mean? so Mm -hmm. it might not be as or it could be frowned upon a lot more. Quote unquote, the older you are, you know, the further removed you are from like the progressive generations, you know. So I kind of see how that played into it a little bit too. And he's the representation of that in the movie.
3: It also depends on your family life too. Cause we, like, yeah, sure growing up, you could have that with any family group. But we really didn't, didn't really have that. At least in my mom's side of the family. Oh, we it wasn't brought up much with dads, but yeah.
2: We did. Um, when we were home, <laughs> pants were. Okay, you know, you go to a family function. You have to wear skirts. You know, don't, mm-hmm. no, don't yeah, show any just, tattoos. You know, right. Don't don't do that.
1: Right, and it's all to appease the older generation of the family. Sure. You know, yes. which is it's yep. it's crazy. It's like a show sure. that you have to put on when certain people are in the room. You know, it's, right. it's a weird. It's a weird kind of archaic thing, but I thought it was. I thought it was dealt with well enough in the movie here to where you kind of got what was happening. Like, okay, Evelyn's going to be one way when her dad's in the room and she might be another
0: way when he's not, you know? Yeah. And, and, it's, and it sucks for Evelyn because, you know, she's a, a middle-aged woman who is still trying to appease her father even though he's kind of treated her like shit her whole life. You know, pretty much not even hiding the fact that he considers her a failure in life, and yet she still has to be like, "I will do, I, I'll do whatever you, I need to do for you, Dad." Even though I feel like you just don't deserve it from me, you don't deserve my love. Mm-hmm. This is where you meet Big Nose, Jenny Slate's yeah. character, Yeah. and well,
1: that's uh, Marcel the Shell right there, buddy. I that's haven't the I, voice of Marcel the Shell. Did I haven't, she
0: I haven't seen it. No, I did not know that.
1: Yeah, she voices Marcel the Shell. Um, and I love her anyway from Parks and Rec. And I mean, I just love her. She's just so funny and charming. And I know she has a really small role here, but being a big fan of hers, that was such a great surprise when I saw her. I like, oh my God, Jenny Slate! Yeah. It was just so cool. You know, I just didn't, because she's obviously not in the marquee and she's not a top billed person. So I didn't even know she was in it until I saw her on
0: camera. It's It's great. It, and she's trying to get, she's trying to pay for, The laundry and she's on the phone so you know that typical rude customer being on the phone while you're trying to get service done and evelyn notices the dog in the in the little carriage there and and but she still asks her if she uh, would come to the chinese new year party that's going to be at the laundromat like even though this would be the last person you would ask just based on her demeanor and the way that she puts it like evelyn just wants people there she just she she wants some, I guess some sort of validation. I don't really know. Or she just needs to feel like she can have some fun in her life. Because I feel like she just doesn't have much fun. So this is where you get the confrontation between Evelyn and Joy. Like they're out in the parking lot. This is where Joy is kind of like fed up with her shit. And then Evelyn just calls her fat. And I was like, well, that's not going to help you in this situation there, Evelyn. You're just making this worse. <laughs> and this is where you get part one everything so they need to go to the IRS office and meet with their IRS agent Deidre but before that happens they take an elevator ride and this is when Waymond activates for the technically the second time in this movie and he tries to tell Evelyn what who he is and what he's doing and she's just very confused with the whole thing And uh, he gives her a set of instructions and pretty much is like, listen, don't try to talk. Like once I switch back, don't try to talk to me because I'm not going to remember anything that just happened. Like I'm going to be pretty much a completely different person. So we meet Deidre. And she is a very good auditor because she likes to show off her butt plug awards
3: Oh, on her desk mm-hmm.
0: which is hilarious <laughs> it's,
2: I was like yep
0: you're like, and you're like oh those yep. are going to put be, those are going to be a, a crucial part of this movie oh.
1: wow
3: I didn't think that the moment <laughs> I saw those I was sure you Parker I wasn't like, like into the future like somebody's going to have a butt plug somebody's going to be active props yes I, I, <laughs> I
1: literally thought it was like a sight gag and like
3: okay <laughs> it's so yeah.
0: good so yeah, I didn't
1: notice them the first time I saw the movie, for sure. And Parker's then, just in tuned like, with his butt plugs. He's like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> butt plugs. Like
0: my I butt wonder, plugs. wonder what's going to happen with these. <laughs> this
1: is relevant.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, got that
1: same butt plug on Amazon.
0: <laughs> I guarantee you could probably find these exact ones with the with the name on oh. it. You know. DJ Bobidra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so Bobidra. good. yeah. So yeah, they're being audited and she's going over the receipts and this is where you get the imagery of the the bagel, but it, it's her circling one thing. She's like, what's going on with this karaoke machine? And they have to like explain it like, oh, well, Evelyn's a fantastic singer. Like I just like, Wait a minute. like, sing her a song. <laughs> Why is that always a thing? Just because somebody's good at something to impress them. <laughs> Yeah, do that thing and so Evelyn while everything's going on she's kind of zoning out and she decides I'm going to follow the instructions that the other Wayman gave to me so she's got to like put her feet in like switch up her shoes Uh, what was the second instruction
2: close your eyes and pretend you're in
1: the
0: in the closet closet. and that's when you get the cool effect of her getting kind of like sucked into the closet and that's where she meets Alpha uh, well she meets Alpha Wayman for the second time and he goes into the full explanation of what's going on. He is part of a, a, a. See, so is it technically a multiverse or is it a thetaverse? Because Deidre in this universe calls it the Thetaverse. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, she he, she he tells her about the multiverse, about how, you know, there is a big bad out there. Jobu uh, Topaki who is
2: <laughs> who, <laughs> names that they come up it's, with
0: it's great and yeah there's this big bad who is out to destroy the multiverse and Evelyn is the, the person to do it and she's like what I can't do anything I am bad at everything what are you talking about
1: yeah that's a great scene when she's like I don't have time to help you I'm very busy today <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, you know, oh like it's,
0: it's so nuisance. good and, yeah. yeah, this is where... And, and, like, Deidre starts, like, fading in because she's trying to... So she's like, Evelyn, are you paying attention? <laughs> she, like, comes out of it and then goes back in. And this is where Wayman, like, having the conversation and then Wayman, like, literally gets, like, s- his neck snapped at the door Yeah, by Deidre, who's on the other side. Bagel Deidre, by the way.
3: Yeah. Bagel Deidre.
2: That
0: right. Oh, it's so well, good.
2: she's just... Stay- she- that's lighter. I know, but this... The whole thing with her forehead,
3: yeah,
0: it's <laughs> it's great, but it's it's, it's one like of those the
2: whole thing. It's her forehead, like
0: okay. So yeah, so you you know, she freaks out, she gets attacked, and it it kind of like wakes her up into the real world. I will I will put it that in quotation because we don't. It, it's one of those things where it's like you don't really know what the technical real real world is because this could be yeah, part of it. the. It's all part of the multiverse. And yeah, I just love how serious Deidre is at her job. Like she is so oh, like she's stressing out. She's like chugging like coconut milk. I think that's what that was. I don't I don't it's know. A pro,
2: it's a premier protein drink. Was it? And oh, I'm like, wait. the noises that she was making while drinking. And I was like cringing. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah. That is not yeah. the way people drink.
0: So. Waymond is. Trying to talk to Deidre and and she's kind of drowning out and talking in her head is like I wonder what my you know stupid hus- husband's saying, you know he's probably messing this all up and every time she thinks that Wayman actually is helping the situation yeah. because Deidre's like you can go but you have until six o'clock tonight to come back with the the inf- with the stuff that you need and so you know she they're like okay so they go and leave. And then Deidre just is getting up to leave too and Evelyn... She looks
1: super fucking pissed. Oh, dude. that's right, yeah. Like, like... Yeah, she was kind of stomping there. yeah. So, yeah. So,
0: so Evelyn is all sketched out so she punches her in the face.
2: I mean, I right. would have if somebody was coming after me like that after we just oh. got into a not fight, but
1: you know.
0: It's so good though. Well, this,
1: I know we're getting there, Brett, but this leads to one of my, definitely one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Mm. Kwan.
0: It's fantastic. With the but <laughs>
1: fanny pack. That's <Best laughs> used up a fanny pack since well, I went to Disney World in the 90s. I don't, I don't oh, dude, he's, he's got a fanny pack, too. It's like leather and shit. Like, damn.
0: Yeah. He did a lot of this himself because he's a black belt and I believe tae, uh, Taekwondo. So That's they actually, good, he was huh? able to I'm do a lot of this. It
3: was, is it, I noticed, like, I mean, obviously with effects, they can do a lot of stuff these days. I, no, It looked like it was him doing it. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah so sure it's a nice mix of him doing his some of his own stuff there too oh, for yeah sure. yeah
0: so yeah after i love that how over like deejah just overreacts to the whole thing like yeah getting punched in the face sucks but she is going she's like wailing call security yeah really playing <laughs> they're the on the 11th way. floor get <laughs> up here and, uh, yeah, this is when the security guards come up and we get the amazing fight scene with Waymond as he activates. What is he? Oh, he has to eat the chapstick. Oh, he the like the slow, the yeah, slow. He eats uh, the
2: whole thing. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, and I'm like, he's oh. not going to eat that, is he? Sure enough.
0: But, oh, man, this fight he's scene is re- fantastic.
2: You know, it had the taste. Mm-hmm.
0: So delicious. It <laughs> tastes just like the flavor that it advertises. <laughs>
3: Oh, I bet it does.
0: Oh, so. Yeah, he fights the security guards in really cool fashion. These security guards don't get paid enough for this Uh, (laughs) to the point where he I love it, though, when he like leans and like folds his leg over to kind of like sit on the wall against the wall. And then he grabs the stones from the fish tank and puts them in his fanny pack and then just continues to beat the shit out of these security guards. But My favorite is when he. Throws the fanny pack and the in the clip gets stuck in the dude's nose yes. and yeah. then he pulls it down and just oh it's so good
1: and then and then latches it back on seamlessly yep. so yes yeah I'm like
2: so damn that's a that's a powerful clip right
1: there it's it's fucking,
3: a nice fucking fanny yeah. pack get your damn money's yeah. worth out of it
1: yeah that's what you call like a wake up scene you know what I mean like yeah. you don't really know what's going on with the movie yet it's kind of like weird commentary weird family shit like you're not quite sure and then that scene comes along that's just fucking wakes you up man like Mm -hmm. that i remember just like i'm into this now like let's fucking go like is this what this is going to be and then we get a couple more sequences that kind of echo this a little bit later on and with different characters and but this was kind of that introduction to that that part of the movie with like the action fight choreography parts that we yeah. see throughout the movie yep. um, that you weren't really expecting up until that point, And I thought it was a great, it was beautifully edited and it was just an awesome showcase for kind of what we were going to see later it's in not, the movie, you know, it's some
3: nice cinematography with the fight. Oh yeah, dude.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, I do want to mention though, the fact that like when she first gets like shown, like when Waymond kind of shows her the whole multiverse and she kind of goes through her life and you see like her, you know, uh, getting with Waymond and going through that life, having a kid and just the, you know, the fact of her father kind of disowning her in a way because she was going to move to America and, you know, it just seeing her life over again. And then it, it she'll continue to see different versions of it throughout the movie. So we go back to the universe, which is the four thousand four thousand six hundred seventy seventh thetaverse, as DJ would uh, bagel DJ would call it, where this is where you meet uh topu or uh Jobu Tupaki, and I love the fact of you see like she like runs her fingernails across the like um
2: yes. cubicle and
0: it, her nails change and and it's crazy that. she's wearing one outfit. And then when she like bends down to look at Evelyn's kind of she's not technically dead, I guess, but she's like knocked out her outfit completely changes. She's like wearing like one of those masks and it I love the outfit, the the quick outfit changes. There's no you don't really see how it happens. It kind of just switches and you see something new. And she and like make,
1: make no mistake, make no mistake. I'm sorry to interrupt. but no, make good. No mistake. This movie, this movie is flawlessly edited. Mm-hmm. One of the oh, yeah. best edited... My daughter's a film editor, and I'm a video editor myself. This movie is like one of the best edited films, easily over the last like five ten years. And to know that he did it on such a small budget, it makes it so much better. But that kind of goes into what you're saying there too. With that, the scene specifically,
0: it's it's. It's funny though, like because I think she's the one who kind of shows her um, different things, right? She touches her and it like sends her through a bunch of vis- mm-hmm. like sends her a bunch of visions to the point where it actually ends up killing her, and it changes her into like right. a baby outfit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Well, I guess not this one." I have to be. Side- well. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, I'll find you. So Alpha Wayman explains that he is from the Alphaverse. Uh, where his Evelyn created the technology to travel across the multiverse. So Evelyn is the the one behind all of what's going on, pretty much. And you find out that she's also the reason uh, Jobu exists. So she pretty much is told that Jobu has his technology to pretty much destroy the multiverse, and Evelyn is the only way, or only person who can stop it from happening. Uh, so Deidre we get the scene where they're in that Thetaverse still and, or no, are they in the real, the real universe when Deidre like activates and she staples the thing to her forehead and that's just a, starts going. A,
3: our universe. Yes. Yeah.
0: And she just starts going ham, just starts bull rushing all of the cubicles and yeah, it's terrifying. <coughs> Alpha Wayman has to activate by giving himself paper cuts. I, hated the scene so much man I know it's just like oh, you gotta do this it's just every and in it between, wasn't every thin. finger no
3: and between all the fingers and you, it split, was, you can't it doesn't you don't give them you don't get paper cuts that easily it's always by accident oh, like, oh damn it
0: like he
2: just kept he just kept doing it because it wouldn't work and I was like stop it oh,
1: it's awful yeah,
0: fucking kills but he goes through all that activates and then just gets his ass beat by Deidre <laughs> so yeah. he doesn't even get anything yep. in yeah <laughs> and and so you know Wayman being out of the picture they're like okay well Evelyn needs to activate so she gets the it's all bluetooth they're like the bluetooth headphones that they wear Mm -hmm. that activates and she the only way she can uh, verse jump is by professing her love to Deidre but it has to be genuine because we see that if it's not genuine she gets sent to a weird ass universe and that universe is hot dog fingers (laughs)
2: I love it. <laughs> it's so terrible, but I love
0: it. It's <laughs> so... Go Go
1: ahead. Ahead, I'm sorry.
3: Awesome. Uh, so it's about the time we also get some random because they discuss hot dog finger, the hot dog finger verse with the ketchup and the mustard. And they do a weird recreation of the scene from 2001 A Space Odyssey. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I kudos for the reference,
1: but all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just a so memorable, right? I mean, this is yeah. such a crazy off-the-wall, like, prop and scene that's placed there that just sticks with you. It's easily one of the most memorable things about the movie is that Hot Dog Fingers. Uh, it's like, what? Like, who thought? Like, what are y'all thinking when you come up with this? You know? Yeah.
0: I just love when they're just, like, they're trying to find her in the mold. She's like, where is she? She's like, she's so far outside. Like, we don't, we can't see where she is. <laughs> and, then, and this whole in this, this universe Evelyn and Deidre are a couple but they yeah, have the sausage right. they have the hot dog fingers and she of course she's confused so she like leaves and just it, sad hot dog finger uh, Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> it's hilarious but also she gets sent uh, kind of like back in time where she's like having a conversation with Waymond about the whole possibility of a divorce and you know Evelyn of course is pissed off and confused. She's like, Oh, so your brother gets a divorce and you think it's okay. Like we made a sacred vow. Like what the hell? And of course, you know, he shows all of his emotions. He starts crying. He's just like, I just want to connect. I want to have a relationship. We don't have a relationship.
3: Yeah. Cause she's always so up busy with the business or everything else she's doing. She's yeah. just kind of pushing everybody
0: away. So. But she finally activates uh, she finally like does it correctly because she uh, Wayman goes back to being the normal Wayman and so they both are trying to run away from crazy Deidre and this is where you f- finally get her actually p- uh, professing her love to Deidre as she's like soaring through the air about to near in the face and then she gets sent back to a verse where she is she didn't get with Wayman she, she met like a Kung Fu Master, she learned kung fu became a huge movie star and I love that they have shots of actual red carpets that Michelle yes. Yeoh was on cuz yeah. there's like a crazy I saw like crazy rich Asians in the background too. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Mm-hmm. And um so yeah, so she is able to learn that skill. And so she is able to uh defeat Deidre for now. But I love it where she asks like, "Why My can't I head in the
3: fucking wall?" <laughs> yeah. She's just like, Ugh. Help me. Like, no, just,
0: well, she gets sent through like the floor at first and then she like comes back out. Yeah. She just gets sent into the wall. Yep. It's great. But there's that scene where, you know, after all that happens and she meets back up with, with alpha Wayman, she's like, why can't I just live in one of those, you know, the, the universes where good things are happening for me. And he's like, because that's not what they're there for. They're there for you to learn skills. It's you can't, you can't stay there because it can, mess up the entire, you know, fraction or fr- you know, it, it could fracture the multiverse. I'm like, "Damn, am I watching like why is this better than Mar- the Marvel Multiverse film?" It's like, like, "Damn." So we find out that Alpha Evelyn helped create Jobu. So it was Joy and she like was experimenting on her to the point where it activated these ec- crazy powers. So Jobu is like all powerful she can literally jump between multiverses without having to do the activation thing she can change her appearance on a you know in a blink of an eye she can pretty much and she pretty much can't die where these all these other verse jumpers as they're called can die
3: yeah cuz it like fractured her mind so she can see literally everything all at one time yeah. like she's aware of everything so,
0: so evelyn gets sent back to the the movie star universe and she meets Waymond in a different light you know of course he's he went off and did his own thing he was successful and then it bounces back cuz Evelyn and Waymond are getting detained by the security guards in the real world and this is when Jobu makes a like a grand appearance she comes up from the elevator she's dressed as Elvis she uh she comes in, in and like she gets handcuffed. It, it, this whole scene was fantastic. Like the the like mm-hmm. you said, the editing is flawless. Like it was the point where I think does she? I can't remember if she shoots the security guard and it's like confetti or like confetti comes shooting out of his mouth.
1: Confetti comes shooting out of his mouth and then he explodes into confetti. Yes, she walks the room essentially. Yeah, yep, yeah. This is another one of my favorite scenes. I mean, this is my second favorite scene now that we've as we're going through here. But Stephanie Shu is just badass dude and she just, you know, shows her face for the first time, and at yep. least in you know, not in the quote unquote real world. And uh, dresses Elvis is just so a great good. touch. And yeah, it's just awesome, man. Awesome imagery, awesome editing. And Stephanie Shu just kicks ass in this man. And you, you kind of are scared of her. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kinda of like, Wow, she's really fucking powerful, like um, you know, seeing her in in you know setting it up to where we saw her in the first act where She's very timid and kind of like looking for approval and not that character at all. It was kind of jarring in that way, too, because mm-hmm. um, it's obviously the same actress. But yeah, I love the scene so much, man. It's so awesome.
0: The, the, the thing that always freaked me out was the one where she pulls her hair back and, it's her, and her face comes out of it. You're like, oh, my God, yeah, it's yeah. so jarring. And then she yeah, beats the shit out of a guy with a gigantic dildo. Or two dildos actually, yeah. massive ones. Mm-hmm. My wife's like, mm-hmm. Wow, those are huge! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my
2: god,
3: was my favorite. Oh, yeah, yes,
0: yes, that was great. She, and then that's when you know, of course, this is the first time that Evelyn sees her, so she's it, she automatically just thinks it's joy. She's like, Joy, like my joy, and, and so she kind of explains every kind of everything was going on to Evelyn and then tries to persuade her to kind of join her. Because the whole point is, is to kind of get Evelyn to join her in the bagel.
3: You, does she explain this is where she explains the bagel?
0: Uh, like this,
3: or like that it's a bagel?
0: So mm, I made a bagel. Yeah, yeah. Because actually this is when Evelyn travels to the hot dog finger universe because this is when uh, Jobu is about to take her and she needs to activate, but she does. She messes up the activation, which then sends her to hot dog universe. So we kind of we, we were a little early on it, but whatever, we talked about it. Hot dogs, hot dogs. And now here's my question, not to get super sexual with this, but like, is the ketchup and mustard kind of like is that how they ejaculate in that world?
3: So that was is that what being, that was? Is that their blood? No. I, I'm not, yeah, I,
0: I, I that I, that was a genuine thought when I'm watching this movie. It was like, is that like their way of having because are like, they're like sticking them in their mouths and then like I'm ketchup and mustard squirting dan- out. I'm out? Like, the this two is...
2: dancers that are doing it and it's oh like, and the ketchup and on the movie and mustard? the movie? Yeah, ketchup and mustard are all
0: li- I'm like, <gasps> Okay, so
3: that's where they're going. Listen, dude, I'm gonna tell you something right now. I'd never make it through sausage party because sexualizing food is just a no go for me. <laughs> that
0: movie is it's just that no, movie just is it,
3: awful. It. Listen, this whole scene, I'm just like watching it. You know how everybody <laughs> who's listened to the show knows how I am about weed, dick, and fart jokes. But like, this, I'm just like <laughs> dick jokes. Like food, you're listen, you either want to have sex or you want to eat. They don't. There's not a Chris. They don't cross together <laughs> for me. That shit don't work. So
2: this whole scene, I'm just like. Here I am laughing. I'm
3: just like, I I, know.
2: Like a teenager.
0: Like, That's what's great about this movie is it it has all like you literally see all these emotions, like even you're going through a bunch of different emotions because there's some really heartfelt moments in this movie. And then there's moments like that where there are literally people with hot dogs for fingers just shoving them in their mouths. Like, it's hilarious.
2: (laughs) No today at work um i was back in the pharmacy and one of one of the guys back there he's like makes me want a hot dog real bad and i was like damn it and then i had to tell him about what we, what we had been watching doors. Yeah.
0: oh it's hilarious when you see it later on in the movie oh it's great
2: laughing he's like was it that funny i was like no just wait
0: so joe boo shows Evelyn the bagel the everything bagel which i love the imagery of the everything bagel it's just that black it's 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 a black hole and it's just spinning mm-hmm. and it's and pretty much she is job was just like nothing matters like the, the like this is why we need to escape because what what are we trying to do are we trying to change things what's the point it's not going to make anything better so nothing matters and as like Jobu is about to take Evelyn, that's when Gong Gong comes in like a fucking bat out of hell with his rocket powered wheelchair and just takes her and sends her into the wall. It's so great, oh lord! And uh, this is Alpha Gong Gong, by the way. Uh, Alpha Wayman tells Evelyn that he, that he pretty much he lays it down. He's like, "Listen, you are the worst version of yourself," and she's like, Well, wow, that's nice of you to say." <laughs> pretty much like yeah I mean out of all the Evelyn's I've ever met you are the worst version so he has to go back to the alpha verse to deal with Jobu because she actually runs into them and so he's like I gotta go back there and and deal with her so she's kind of left alone with with regular Waymond and also Gong Gong's there but is he alpha Gong Gong I think so because he tells her, like he he tells her, he's got to kill her, pretty much. Because um, Joy shows up, and of course she's dressed in like the golf attire, yeah. but she's Weird. but she's yeah. Joy, but Alpha Ganga, he's not about that. He's like, no, nah, you got to kill her, and and Evelyn's just confused. So she like duct tapes her, or she uh she tapes her to a chair, and she's all confused. not on what the hell's going on, and she pretty much. Tells Gong Gong that she's not going to do it, and so she sends him back to the Alpha Verse. So now it's Evelyn against Jobu, but also she's against all these uh, verse jumpers because Gong Gong then yeah. sends verse jumpers to go after Evelyn because he thinks that Evelyn is protecting Jobu.
3: And that she's been corrupted. Wow. By the
2: Bagel right. It is corrupted
3: bagel. It's moldy. It's a moldy bagel. It's black. I wouldn't eat it.
0: Probably
2: not good. I wouldn't need it either. It's black. It's burnt. It's definitely been over the, the, good. The good. Overtoasted.
0: I love when she's told about, Uh, she says, uh, she's talking about Raka Yeah. <laughs> oh my
3: but she's God. She's trying to explain
0: it. It's like Ratatouille?
3: I love that movie. Yeah, I, I, I love dude I like that. That was what well, I love that exchange. Yeah, glad <laughs> great. That there's actual substance
1: so to that. Good. Great stuff.
0: And uh this is where you see a lot of weird ways of these verse jumpers having to activate. You actually see she actually travels to another universe where she is the maid for the guy who owns this off or who is in this office. And it's actually one of the directors. And um he comes out of the room and he's getting die do- he's a you know, he he likes to be dominated, so he's getting taken out there and so that's when she finds out that there's a room behind her so her she takes Waymond and Joy and goes into this room and that's when all the verse jumpers I love it when it's just random people like a, girl, a woman's jogging you have a guy who's part of the police force they're just they just activate and they just turn I love it like the girl goes under the, the the police tape and the guy's just like oh, and no one stops her like where are you going <laughs> But yeah, you get to see all these re- weird ways of them activating. Like, there's they got to sing a song. One guy is like licking the wall. One dude's photocopying his ass. Yeah, it's, I, it's fantastic.
3: It's not too outlandish. That was the most unbelievable part of this whole fucking movie. <laughs> like, you got to do something really out of the normal. Like people do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> so this is when Evelyn, she activates new skills from a universe where she's a blind singer. Boy, the way she becomes a blind singer. That's terrifying. She literally like falls on two sticks like they show her like oh, running as a kid. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. And she Yeah, so she becomes a singer and then she like transports to a universe where she is really good at doing those sign spinning. Yes, because then she takes the police guys uh, shield and starts doing the yeah. cool moves. And I'm like, I can guarantee Michelle, you know, did most of these stunts because she is a badass. She fucks that boy up with that shield. She's 61 years young, man. She is still gorgeous and a badass.
2: Oh, and James Hong was born in 1929, by the way. You were talking about...
0: Yeah, so he's 90, 93, 94? 94, right? 94. Yeah, his birthday's is...
2: in February, February.
0: Yeah,
3: so he'll be 94 wow. this year. That's awesome. So, yeah. A trooper, man.
0: So yeah, she whoops all these, all these people's asses with the shield, and then she runs into Big Nose in the little... Cafeteria, mm-hmm. oh there, god. and this is when my wife was like, What? Because <laughs> she literally yes. picks up the dog and starts fr- 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 spinning it around yeah. and just throwing it. Oh, it's so great. I was,
3: deba- I was debating during this scene what was better like the fanny pack is a weapon or the dog is a weapon? Because <laughs> yes. it was
2: good. She to him. She's like, Sorry,
0: oh god, yeah, his name was
2: like, What Charlie or something. Yeah. She's like, Sorry, Charlie. It's like, Oh
0: and this is yeah she activates um into a universe where she's a she works at like a hibachi so she's really good with like the the knives and stuff and that's where she like cuts the leash and it sends the dog flying cuts
3: the leash with a spoon a cake server yes Yes. which is not sharp remotely and it just (laughs) (laughs) just it's fantastic
0: and uh yeah she fights a guy who's got a couple pipes And that's
3: cool. I like this.
0: This is great though, because they both lose their powers, and so they're just
3: yes, okay, yes. (laughs) They're just slapping each other, right, right. This whole thing, like after the whole Jobu thing, and this, like all this, is probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Nice. Let's get there. Yeah,
0: because this is this is the infamous scene that all comes around Dan from what I saw in that scene earlier, and I was like, those are going to come into play. You're so full of shit. (laughs) This was the scene where I was on the plane going.
2: Nope. I hope no one's watching yeah. this.
0: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the guy needs to oh reactivate his <laughs> the guy needs to reactivate his power, and he's told he needs to activate it with a butt plug. I just love how it just pans to the butt plug and you're like, oh no. The guy it's just a,
3: <laughs> unzips it, like I said. <laughs> Yeah, the so slow-mo right
0: belt undoing the belt. Uh, and then yeah, they fight. And she's just trying to prevent him from getting, you know. I love how he's just hopping on the desk trying to get his ass into there. <laughs> and then the security guard from earlier but that.
2: Launches <laughs> <laughs> in the air <laughs> and sails. <laughs> dude, and that
3: boy takes it like a champ, dude. That ter- those, there must yeah. be no tread on that tire. Like, he oh just hits God. that bitch <laughs> and just no flinch, just turns and smiles. Like, this dude is dedicated. I, <laughs>
0: yeah. don't, I love, though, that, like, this is a rated R movie where they could show you know dong and they're like nah we're gonna blur it we don't need to we don't I need to it. have this no,
2: that makes it even better I, I it's kind of funny
0: it was sure. it was pretty funny yeah blur. they don't really show yeah they. I mean the only thing that was weird was when they're fighting and you just see the buffalo just <laughs> <Yeah>. dangling <laughs> yeah. at his ass as he's fighting I'm like what is happening the, the other dude comes in with the bigger one in his ass when, I, like, f- yeah. when I first but saw this movie I was like his did, his did he, did he show no. a trophy up his ass like that's gotta be yeah. painful <laughs>
3: Dude, they've got amazing sphincter control. Holy shit! Or nothing.
2: Like, dude, he didn't even waste time taking his pants off. No, he's, he's just like, we're just in it, it, dude. It's
0: a great. <laughs> it's a great shot though when they're both like coming at her and she she's able to grab both of them and disconnect them and they just both soar into the walls. <laughs>
3: she,
0: she then runs <laughs> into like her father. Who, yeah, she runs into her father who pins her up against a wall and then she activates. Uh, into another universe where she uh, has a really strong pinky I love it when she like mantle? flexes the pinky and it's got a muscle and then she like literally flicks him and he sends his wheelchair back into the, the column oh it's so good uh, Did you
2: point out that he has like a, co- a coffee pot yeah he's got like a right? fucking coffee pot <laughs> in the
0: back of his wheelchair <laughs> I was like what the hell is going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So Jobu, Jobu catches up to the alpha jumpers. So Waymond and everyone who was in that van and ends up taking them out. And. Evelyn dies. And she's you see like the cracking in all the universes. And then it's over. It says the end. And my wife got up and started to walk out of the room <laughs> And then I, know, uh, I
2: even looked. I was like, "Wait a minute! It's not over yet."
0: I'm not gonna lie; I would
3: have been good right here. Like, all right, dude, this ended great. An awesome finale here with dildos and a Bobby butt plugs and whatnot. And like, yeah, I mean, it oh, definitely great. ended on a high note. That's for sure. But on something. That's.
0: But you find out it's a movie. It's a movie that movie star Evelyn was watching because she like wakes up out of it and you know, like, oh, okay, this is complete. This is it's not over yet and she needs to refocus get back into the fight and then i love how it's like traveling between the different multiverses where it shows uh deidre kind of sad deidre because evelyn left her and then you see i think i think this is the part where the guy or she exposes rakakuni
3: yeah well it wasn't
0: Chad, Chad, Chad. guys, Chad. And it's literally, I love how it's just like, no, we're not even going to hide the fact that this is literally just a ripoff of Ratatouille because he's literally controlling
3: him. Oh, it's so, it's,
0: (laughs) but it's so obvious. I love the tail, like when they show him like cooking and just the the raccoon tails coming out of the back of his hat and he's just winking at her. (laughs) Did
1: you know Randy Newman did the voice of that? Really? Randy Newman, who scored Ratatouille, the Pixar film.
0: Like, you got a friend in me, Randy Newman? yes that's awesome uh, that is yeah, awesome they got
1: him to do the voice work for it which I thought was just a nice touch
0: I Chad started started. <laughs> save me Chad so then we and get the, tra- the <laughs> killer raccoons I like, control so him she the knows too, I love it yeah cause he's like she knows too much and they're like what the yes. hell <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is way different than the movie I remember
0: so we he's are in actor. part two actor everywhere so we are at the party, Jobu. This is where you 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 see Jobu kind of projecting through Joy in like the real or you think is the real world. You're kind of you don't know what is the real world in for a good amount of time into the second part because like she Joy comes up, starts talking to her, and then you could see like her like she tilts her head and she tells Becky to leave, and then you see that she's Jobu, and. She shows Evelyn all the possibilities of her power and what she can do. I love that they're up in the like they're up in the apartment and uh they're they're having the they're having that conversation. And I just Stephanie's shoe, her performance is so good. Like the way that she it can just be so sarcastic and like like Wayman comes in and she pretends like she like she got hit. She's like, ow, uh hi dad. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, come here, sit on the couch, sit on the crack, and then they get sucked in, and they get to the the temple of the everything bagel, and uh, I love that they got the Doctor Seuss style book of every th- of of this entire story, which is great. It's Supposed to be the the vein of um, is it uh everything that happens on Mulberry Street? I think that was the the kind of the inspiration for what this book was a uh, influence on. So she shows her the 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 bagel. It brings oh, it brings Evelyn back to life in that other universe, and then she decides she's going to change the trajectory of her life. So it sends her back to the party. She uh, you get to see her tell Deidre to shut up because like Deidre shows up to the laundromat to kick her out, and yeah. yeah, she just tells her to shut up. And she signs the divorce papers. Oh, this is when she uncovers a Ra- uh, raccoonie in that other universe. Yeah. She. Officially leaves hot dog finger Deidre, and yeah, she's taken back control over life. And this is when we get the Rock Universe, which I was like, "What? What is happening?"
2: There
0: is no music.
2: There's nothing.
0: It's just subtitles.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't like this scene. This This is when
3: screams like fucking art artsy, and I'm just like, dude, (laughs) no. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I it definitely would, honestly, is. Yeah. Honestly, after the the martial arts stuff, because I'm a you know child about things, like most of this part of the movie, I really wasn't a fan of.
1: It's fans are vastly different. I get it.
3: Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's just I I understand the movie. Like I I don't feel like I was deceived at any point of the movie because I don't really don't know what to expect in the first place. So it wasn't like I just. I get what they're trying to do with this part of the movie, right? We're trying to reground these characters, you know, show the emotional side of it instead of just the the nonsensory all the time. Right. So.
1: Well, it's stripped it away and it's stripped it down to yeah. literally just a simple thing you can think of as these rocks sitting on a cliff with <laughs> yeah, no yeah. score, no dialogue, just, you know, I mean literally the most boring image that if you were sitting in your yard watching, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to walk away from this. There's no reason for me to stare at two rocks, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, So it kind of puts that in this like really crazy fucked up movie that we, I mean, listen to what we've been talking about, you know, fucking butt plugs and hot dog fingers, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All all of a sudden, it's just two stones sitting out on a cliff. So I, I don't know. It just kind of, it was another like kind of like jarring scene, which, had no real substance to it other than to just kind of make you stop and go, where am I? What, what's happening? What am I seeing? What did I just see? What's going to happen next? It was almost like an intermission kind of built into the movie, but it had some touching, well, subtitles, I won't say dialogue um, to go along with it. So I don't know. I think it was strategic on the filmmaker's part, but to Dan's point, did it really need to be there? I don't know.
3: Well, and, and I'm not even questioning that. I mean, like, it's just for myself. Because, I, I mean, I'm not trying to, like... The director, writers, all of they had a vision for how they wanted this movie to go. And it's just not what I wanted from a movie. Like, it, it, And like I said, if, if this is what I was going for, if I was going for, like, an artsy, like, a, a moving, like, this is what you're going to get. And, you know, that that's fine. But I also it all goes down to the whole one thing I don't like about this movie is, is uh, Stephanie Hughes or whatever. Her name, I can't notice her last name. I'm Stephanie shoe shoe. Thank you. It, it throws me off because it's usually H U S and not H. Yeah. Anyway, it, but it messes me up anyway. I think of Japanese, not anyhow, but um, I don't, I don't like her perspective as as a, as a villain that, everything, I know everything so nothing matters, like it's an angle that I have seen a lot in shows that I have watched, so for me, it's tired, that's why I was just like okay, great, you're like 90% of the villains I've seen and stuff I've watched, that are like, fuck the world it doesn't matter, I know what it's, everything you do is inconsequential, we're a collection of cells, blah 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 and, like, I'm a not a religious person, so that's how I feel about things, but that's not how I realistically feel in life. Like, I just don't like the whole, if you break everything down to, like, on the statistical level, we're just atoms. Fantastic. I can still enjoy life. Even though I know that is, and I think, is true as well, but I just, I, I don't like that perspective as a character. So, so that's why the rest of this movie just kind of, like, falls flat for me. Except for there are some, some not Can't discounting the performances, mind you. Like, just the tonally the rest of the movie. I mean, that story-wise, I just don't care. Go ahead.
2: Is this the part where they're going through all the different art styles?
3: No, no, no. That's at the end of the movie, okay. fighting.
2: It, that's like, but they're fighting. Um, but to come up with that at the end, it's almost like the rock part is just a full stop on what, mm-hmm. like you said. Yeah, it's, it's like a you reset. Should... But it's like, did it? It didn't really need to be in that part. I felt like it was. I don't know.
3: No, well, I, I get what what you're saying. It feels like a total reset,
1: like you yeah, said. Yeah, like that the first and part also is I feel different. Like, yeah, and that and also I feel like it kind of is showing us too, like how different like one universe is from like the one farthest away from it. Like they're mm-hmm. so different. Yeah, the same all- shits kind of going on but one of them is this quiet no movement no sound nothing with really the same kind of like underlying plot and then but then over here you have that all, that same plot with butt plugs and fight choreography and you know who knows so it kind of shows too the juxtaposition between like the quiet and the loud and mm-hmm. how we Decide to view our path in life. You know what I mean. And what angle, you know, different people might take.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like all these perspectives. I love it. Mm. I, I I I love a movie. I mean, I don't love movies that confuse the shit out of me, but I love movies that make you think. Like, I make you go back. And, yeah. Like, because I, I there are parts of this movie that did confuse me because I'm easily confused because I'm sure, not yeah. the most intelligent person. But this movie made me question a lot of things and made me. Just in, in, in a good way, not like, oh, what, what the hell is going on? It's just like what I guess you just have like different perspectives in your head and you're just trying to make sense of it all. And that's 100% what the Daniels were doing with this movie. They want you to ask questions. They want you to have those different perspectives and have those different ideas of what could be going on, even though they have a solid like they know what this movie is about. They They made the damn thing. So they know that the movie is about this, this, and this, but to, to have people come in and have all these other ideas, I think that's a good thing. At least for me, I, th- I would always, if I was a filmmaker and making something like this, I'd want people to have all these different perspectives on it. But there's only one that's correct. So, Wayman f- fixes the situation with Deidre. This is another situation where Evelyn thinks that Wayman is screwing it up because he's trying to talk to, to Deidre because <laughs> so Evelyn smashed a window I- at the laundromat and she's detained at her own laundromat by the way and um, <laughs> and yeah so but then you find out that Wayman actually fixes it like he kind of fixes the situation again so like it's just showing that Evelyn before she always thought that he was screwing things up but actually she needs Wayman because Wayman is the reason things are actually not going to complete shit. Mm-hmm. Like she gets released. She kind of makes up with him. Well, she kind of like shows affection uh, to him. And, um, I love the, the whole thing outside with, with Deidre where you know, they actually have like a civil conversation. It's not her, you know, and you get to see a different side of this universe is Deidre. You know, she's not a psychotic bull you know busting through walls and stuff and she's not she's you know doesn't have her hot dog fingers she's just we're seeing her and we're we we also hear the fact of like she's the product of divorce which is the reason that she gives the extension on the audit is because wayman told her the of the situation that's going on so she kind of relates to it which i like how that all comes comes around but then we got to see that Hot dog, Evelyn and Hot dog, Deidre made up, and you you see that uh, <laughs> we did not talk about it before. But that when when Deidre leaves and she's got to use her foot to drag the the suitcase, she's like hopping on one leg to get out. Yeah. And then she and then <laughs> Evelyn comes back and she's playing piano with her feet. Oh my god!
3: I do want to mention something, and this is this is real. It's it's where it's where non hot dog fingers Evelyn and Deidre are talking. Is is I think this is where. Evelyn kind of gets her I mean obviously she gets her breakthrough moment where Mm -hmm. even though they seem like entirely different people they have that common ground and they express it by communicating like they talk to one another and that's where again Evelyn's big issue is she listens to her father does what she says and just talks at everyone else but doesn't really listen to anybody else so
0: yeah yep. This is when I the goo. This is when we get the googly eye attack, where she yeah. kind of activates her true power. She puts the googly eye on her forehead, and um, yeah, she like like it like sprays all of the uh, the people that she, are she, there.
3: She gets shot, and yeah. the bullets Oh, like that's shot. right.
0: Yeah, and they turn she, into the googly eyes. Yeah.
3: She throws them at him. Like, yeah. oh shit!
0: We see the googly We see we go back to the rock universe where the the rocks have googly eyes, and oh. she like she like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gets Joy to go over the... Cl- like, Joy goes over the cliff? Or I like, Joe
3: with the googly eyes because I don't yes. totally put googly eyes. Remember when we had Rock? You remember Steve the Rock? Yeah. I don't we, had know had rock. we had a rock for years. I don't know. It was just a stone that I found somewhere. I had it for years. No idea what happened to it.
2: People wow, signed maybe it.
3: He
1: was the, it was... Maybe he was in this movie. <laughs> it was a, just a big fucking rock I had. I don't
2: know. I kicked it a couple times yeah, on accident. Too. Yes, belt broke my toe. Yeah, sure.
1: The <laughs> rock. <laughs>
0: so this is when Evelyn she changes her fighting style she is she needs to fight with love she needs to fight like Waymond you know not with anger but you know with more understanding so instead of like beating the shit out of all these people she's like the you got the 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 guy who's actually uh Daniel the one of the directors Daniel Scheiber I think his name is uh he's the one who likes to be dominated so like you got to getting spanked on the staircase,
3: Ironic that he wor- and- I- ironically, they works the IRS, and what's that done to him? But
0: carry on. <laughs> <laughs> you have the two that like get married.
3: Oh yeah, and then the 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 old the dude, uh, Biff Whiff gives him the fucking the oh
0: the perfume, fragrance. yeah, perfume, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> his hair is like flowing. Biff Whiff, that's so good. And uh and then big nose. It's uh, she gets a She it's the opportunity to spend some time with her child. She thought it was, yeah. was cute. And then you yeah. get the whole thing where she has to fight her father to the point where it's one of those things where she is showing it's, it's one of those things. Like I don't want to become you. I want to save my daughter and I want to love my daughter the way that she deserves and not the way you loved me because was that really love? And then it, it gets to the point where he lets go of her to then stop mm-hmm. Jobu from from escaping, because uh, she's going to go. She's, she's trying to get to the bagel, and I love it where she grabs. She ends up getting her, and she falls down the stairs, and it just transforms into a bunch of different costumes at the point where when she finally yeah. lands, yeah, she's just a jumbled shot. mess of costumes and makeup. Yeah, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she with with a, with help from all of the verse jumpers, they save Joy. And you get the heartfelt conversation between Evelyn and Joy out in the parking lot where, you know, she's honest like she was earlier. Like so she's like, Yeah, hey, you have gotten a little fat. And then but then she like turns it around and she, you know, she's she's trying to get her to stay, but then she's like, I gotta go. Like she's so emotional, she's like, I gotta leave. And so Evelyn's like, Okay. And so she lets her, she kind of lets her go but to the point that she's like, nah, screw this. I'm saving you. Like we're gonna save this relationship. And then the multiverse is restored. Yay. We get part three. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
3: Oh, no, I was going to say the whole scene that uh, Joy and Evelyn have. That part resonates with me because the whole thing, you know, Joy's character says when she's Jobu is like all, you know, the whole everything's shit except for maybe a few moments that and like. You know, that shit matters. I mean, you only have you know. the time you have on, on this rock. So, you know, enjoy with the time you get, you know, with the people you're around. So that, that resonates with me, and I like that was her full circle with her characters. So mm-hmm.
0: so we get part three all at once. This is when... So Joy originally was supposed to help them with the audit because, of course, like Evelyn and... Like, none of them really are have the best English like they can't really speak that great of English so Joy was supposed to be there to kind of translate for them and help them out Uh, and she finally goes there (laughs) I love though that like they Becky is the one who drops them drops them off and she's like you need to grow your hair out (laughs) because she's got like the shapes the shaved head (laughs) and this is where you know you get some affection between Evelyn and Waymond like she gives him a kiss gross I know it's disgusting people don't (laughs) do that shit it's
3: fucking nasty (laughs) (laughs)
0: And yeah, and, yeah. It, it, and it just kind of ends like um, you get the, you know, she kind of zones out again. And that's when you get Deidre's like, you know, Evelyn, do you, are are you listening to me? And she's like, what did you say? And then that's it. And it ends. Mm-hmm. I do have a couple uh, deleted scenes. I just want to talk about real quick. I'm not going to drag these out, but there's four deleted scenes. That they had, or actually five technically. There was an extended opening sequence where it was the mirror shot where they're singing the karaoke. They uh, they actually sing Barbie Girl, like she's trying to get her to sing Barbie Girl, which actually um, leads to another deleted scene. Uh, there's one where in that Theta verse where you first meet Jobu, the um, she pretty much tells Bagel Deidre that no one likes her, and so she gets upset to the point where she just jumps. Off one of the balconies, like she just offs herself. Dang. Okay. okay, I was like, wow. okay, okay. There was uh, there was just an extended fight scene with the butt plug fight, like the with the two butt plug guys. Naturally, and you need an
3: extended. got suction cup to a wall.
0: I'm stuck. No, it wasn't really. It was just a little bit longer. It was nothing. Like notable, and then there was one where they get travel. uh, There was an Alpha Universe where Jobu doesn't exist, and the multiverse was mostly destroyed by everyone. Where it's just a pacifist world where Evelyn is dead, and she's she's talking through her urn. (laughs) And they're like, "It's your fault that this shit happened." (laughs) Okay, it's like okay. Well, it would have
1: fitted with the movie, so I get it. Especially with the rock scene and everything. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Then there was one where it was a movie within a movie called Spaghetti Baby Noodle Boy. Okay, it was the saddest story about a noodle. It was a it was a, a elbow noodle who wasn't accepted by his spaghetti mother. I was like, I like that. Okay, and it oh, like, again, like don't that.
3: write it, don't fucking make it a full length film. Just give him time. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then orig- the series. Yeah, right. And then originally at the end of the movie after. Evelyn and Joy kind of make up. Uh, they all stand in the parking lot and start singing Barbie Girl.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So it
0: all like comes around.
1: Full circle. Yeah.
0: And that's it. That is everything everywhere all at once. All right, Gerald. everybody. It's me in the future. Sorry, I completely forgot to read the comments that you all left for the episode. Uh, and so I'm doing it now and I'm just going to squeeze it all in. So it might sound a little different, but I just wanted to get this in here. Uh, Our first comment is from Cinema Trip Reviews. Our good friend Wyatt said, can't wait for this one. One of my favorite flicks of 2022. Our next one is from Nerd, Nerd Revert. Third act limps across the finish line, and it could have easily been 20 to 30 minutes shorter. That being said, I still gave it a four out of five on Letterboxd. See, you know, even if it's not a fully perfect movie for somebody, it can still get a high score. I mean, there's a lot of movies that don't coherently make it through the whole thing, at least, you know, as your opinion on a movie and, uh, it still can be top tier. And the final one is from three guys in a flick at guys flick on Twitter. Just watched last weekend. Felt there were a lot of Douglas Adam type themes in the movie, including the idea of the infinite probability drive. Even the title seems reminiscent of life, the universe and everything. Would love to hear any con- uh, connections discussed. Uh, f- unfortunately, we didn't discuss that i i read the article and i just we weren't able to uh to fit it into the conversation you know we do our things in the beginning uh where we talk about like some of the behind the scenes and some of the um things with the creators and actors and stuff like that going deep into stuff like that if if it's something that i read into you know beforehand it'll make it into the episode unfortunately i i i to be honest, I I forgot to mention this article, but I, I I apologize. But also check out the article. Uh, check out uh the uh, Douglas Adam themes, and um yeah, it it was a really cool article and really cool discussion. So I'm sorry we didn't get to discuss in the episode, but I uh, thank you for leaving a comment. So yeah, thank you for leaving the comments. I'm going to be putting everybody's Twitter handles into the show notes and video description. So you can uh, follow all those wonderful people. All right, back to the video. Gerald. There you go. It was an absolute pleasure having you on and we're definitely going to have you on again cuz this was a lot of fun. Thanks, tell man. tell everybody yeah. where uh where, where they can find you.
1: Well, it was a blast. Thanks, guys. You know, I'm, I'm bummed Dan didn't like the movie a little bit more, but it sounds like there's parts that he definitely enjoyed, <laughs> so yes. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed the ride. I mean, this is one of my favorite movies of the past year, so I'm glad to kind of spread that out there into the world. But thanks for having me on to talk about it. You guys can find me anywhere you find podcasts, and it's just two peas on a podcast, as T-W-O spelled out. And I'm trying to get uh, folks over to my YouTube channel, so please subscribe over there and check out all my movie reviews and other stuff I'm doing for award season. And it's just uh, youtube.com backslash two peas on a podcast. And again, that's T-W-O spelled out. And I'm on social media everywhere, Twitter, whatever you guys want to do. I'll, I'll hit you back. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, Thank you so much. Uh, I just want to say, I mean, watch everything that Gerald puts out on the YouTube channel. But please, please watch his reaction to Evil Dead Rise because it was amazing. So many amazing reactions. <laughs> I, I, I laughed out loud on one of the reactions. It was great.
1: Oh, God, that. <laughs> yeah, that's the best trailer I've seen in a I, long time. That's like, a, it really shook me. Yeah, I, I have not it. seen that.
3: Surprisingly, I have not watched that trailer. I've been like me. Oh and, wow, we need, to watch it. we need to watch that. I just keep forgetting to watch it.
1: Dude, it's... it looks so good. Like I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that franchise. I'm a little biased, but. I don't know. I just thought it was going to be okay, and maybe it will be. I don't know, but after seeing the trailer, I'm just like, holy shit, this looks like the fucking best thing I've seen in like 50 years. (laughs) Like, It just looks great. So I'm really excited for it, and yeah, what Brett's talking about is kind of like my real first-time reaction to that because I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe how good this looks. So, um, but thanks, Brett. Those are kind words, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Yeah, make sure you – I mean, Gerald runs probably the best top five podcast out there so you're, you're you you will not be disappointed listening to his show thanks man not a problem all of his links will be down in the description or in the show notes so if you miss it you know all the links will be down there next week guys we're going back to the alien universe we're gonna be talking about the 1992 alien 3 boy oh boy what a ride it's david fincher right yes his directorial debut how well did he do you (laughs) you gotta (laughs) wait and see (laughs) but we got some other amazing guests coming up which is very exciting like i said gerald will be back at some point uh to talk about whatever he wants to talk about again and um yeah you can find all of our links down in the description you know where we are because you're list- either listening to us or watching us. So, I mean, clearly you're already subscribed, right? Okay. Just wanted to look into the audience's eyes as I say that. Make sure to rate and review our show on any of the podcast services you listen to us on. It's It helps us greatly. Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, all those fun podcast apps. There's a freaking thousand of them. So wherever you listen, make sure to be nice and, and, and give us that. Uh, and yeah. That, this is, this has been a fun ride. This was actually a, a, the, the, my notes, I guess were a lot better than I expected for this movie. Cause I was expecting it to be a shit show. Note wise. I, I mean, our show is always a, a roller coaster ride and I'm happy that Gerald got to hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed the ride.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know you did a great job, man. It was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you so much. Um, yeah. All right, guys, before I start rambling some more, We'll see y'all next time. I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. And that is Gerald of Two P's on a podcast. This has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 90. We'll see y'all again next time. Bye.